It's Sunday, and it's noon, and guess who's here? That would be me, Katie K9. You're nooner on Sunday, so hopefully you got some great questions for me today. Dr. Levy was going to be uh, here today because it's the last Sunday of the month, but something came up and she couldn't, so you got me, just me, 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 and then the person on the other side of the glass. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. Good, good. Anything new and exciting happen this week? Uh, no, just work and napping. Work and nap, that's it. Uh, yep. What, do you have any particular hobbies that you like doing? Um, not really, no. But, but I haven't been able to kind of enjoy hobbies as of late, wrapping up college this summer and then just kind of busy with this. So. Oh, okay, cool. Not really, I mean. So what are you going to college for other than taking up space? Uh, well, just wrapped up my four-year degree in uh, creative production, mass communications, basically. Oh, so, nice, yeah, nice. So well, done with that. That's behind me now. It's just the work life. Uh, where where you uh, take it? Where were you taking that? Uh, St. Cloud State. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. You're going so to... commuting up there three, four times a week was a lot, but it was worth. Uh, Worth it for the uh, end result. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So onward and upward now, right? Correct. There you Correct. go. Got that under your belt, and now it's just a question of uh, who's going to see your true talents, and yeah. there you go. So Indeed. We'll, we'll be seeing you at the Oscars and the Academies and so, or the, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Emmys. I'll try not to ver- forget the little people the, here. Yeah, please, please, yeah. please. Please don't forget us. We were just a stepping stone. But we are a good stepping stone. So hopefully, like I say, you've got some um, some great questions for me today, dog, cat, uh, whichever uh, you got. And then also, too, now I've got another week of hot week coming up. And so, folks, you got to really pay attention. I was reminded yesterday that a person came for a private lesson at a big black German Shepherd. And, you know, the dog loves to play Frisbee, compulsive. But anyway, so, folks, when you, especially when you got dark animals, <laughs> but any animal, when it's hot, please don't let the kids... Throw and throw and throw the frisbee, the ball, the toys for the dogs because it all, uh, they're going to go into heat stroke and then now you got a major problem. So when it's really super hot out, guys, don't let the kids throw anything for the dogs. Let them, you know, play in the pools, you know, like the kiddie pools or something like that, you know, fun stuff, but not to wear the dog out, all right? Because the kids don't know when to stop and then they, and the dog, let's say, decides to go for an exit like he's had it, goes to lay underneath the shade and, and here comes the kid, you know, kind of like, oh, wait. I'm not done here, you know, and the dog just kind of looks at him like, I, you know, panting like crazy. And all of a sudden you can have a, a big problem. So anyway, so, so please don't let the kids, uh, overdo it with the dogs when it's super, super hot. And same with you. Don't overdo it. Maybe throw it one stop, twice stop, but that's it. Do other things, play in the pool, go for minimal walks and, uh, teach tricks, teach brain teasers, and, uh, do stuff that doesn't take require energies. You don't particularly want to run around the the block or whatever type thing when it's hot and eat. Well, I don't run. I walk, but I don't run. <laughs> so anyway, so hopefully you got some questions at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And don't wait till like the last hour and trying to cram them all in at the, at the very end. A lot of people do that. So then I can't get to you. So it's, it's nice to spread it out. Okay, 651-641-1071. And today I want to talk a little bit about anxiety because there's a lot of dogs that have anxiety, not just over thunderstorms and such like that, but when they're human, either leaves them in on a, uh, uh, goes to another room, goes to get the mail. So I want to talk a little bit about anxieties about that. And then, um, like I say, it just... Uh, we do, what we got to do is you got to kind of think like the dog, right? So, you know, what he, humans want to put our dogs on a pedestal and then, you know, uh, 
uh, well, like I said, they just they just kind of uh, they forget that they're a dog, and you have to think like a dog. That's my job is that I think like a dog. I could get you to think like a dog too. So you got to look at it from the dog's point of view. And even though you love doing it, maybe it's not the best for your dog. So that's the whole thing. We got to get you thinking and thinking and thinking. Okay. Um, but uh, let's see. We got uh, the cat video coming up this Thursday down at CHS Field. I am going to be down there at uh, home. Uh, let's see. What is it? At the Realtor Remax, I think it is. Uh, Home, home for life, or yeah, something like that. And so, anyway, so hopefully you're going to come visit me down at CHP Field. And then, what they're going to have instead of fireworks, which I commend, that they are doing a laser show instead of fireworks. And I think that is huge, just huge. And it should be done more often because they don't have the boom booms and all that kind of stuff. We'll see what kind of music they play. But the, the whole thing, I just think that'll be that's going to be super cool. So, so a laser light this Thursday at CHF. S, Hannah Field, okay? Well, not Hannah Field, CHS Field. There you go. And so, yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing you guys. So stop by uh, Home for Life would be uh, the, the realtor booth. So please check me out. I'm going to try to bring my sandwich sign. My problem is my sandwich sign is kind of heavy and awkward. And I really hate to, like, lug that across the field. But we'll see. We'll see if I can lug it across the field. But So that's coming on. And then um, let's see, I'm going to be up at Peterson's in North Branch, September 24th. They have a pet expo up there, September 24th, Peterson's in North Branch. So I'll be up there giving seminars. So put that down in your calendar. I love Peterson's in North Branch. Uh, if you, oh, man, the stuff they got up there between outdoor stuff, uh, just decorations. And uh, they, it's just a way cool store. You just, you have to, you have to see it to believe it. So hopefully that you can get up there and say, you know, say hi to me when I'm up there. That's September 24th. And then we've got uh, Stomp Out Suicide. I'll be at that. That's up in Wyoming. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember the date. I forgot to write it down. Stop, just go to Stomp Out Suicide. And then Wyoming, Minnesota, and then it'll be uh, all set for that because I'll be doing that. And honor my brother Dave. My remember my Dave, uh, my brother Dave, lost or left by way of suicide in 2012. And so I've been kind of helping out, stomp out suicide. Well, I don't know how help, but I run the the water truck for the dogs that come, so that uh, they, you know, some days it's been uh, it's, well, yeah, but didn't have it obviously during COVID. Yeah, it looks like uh, the Stomp Out Suicide event is in Oakdale, or excuse me, Wyoming, yep. uh, Saturday, August 20th. August 20th. Thank you, kiddo. August 20th. And I do believe, what does it start? Start at 9? Yeah, I think sign in is 9, and then the run. It's a three-mile run if you choose to do it. But and then they got a silent auction and some stuff like that. And it's just a good networking if you've lost someone to suicide or uh, and just to be more aware of it and stuff, because it's just everybody's there for the same reason. Either lost somebody or know somebody that lost somebody, you know, by way of suicide. And so it's it's just a good networking. And, you know, there's tears that are shed, but then there's laughter, too. So if you got time, yeah, August 20th. And that'd be up in Wyoming, I think. What's the the parks? Uh, so, uh, so Wyoming, it's yeah, it's in Wyoming. Nine a.m. Five uh, k. There's uh, some live music, yep. uh, silent auction, like you mentioned before. A bunch of family activities running from the uh, the full stretch, nine a.m. to noon. Yeah. So, uh, looks like it's a three hour event. All right. Yep. It is. It is. And it's rain or shine. So please. Goodview Park. Goodview, Goodview Park. Is, that's yeah. it. Yep. Goodview Park. Okay. Yes, I can't even remember how many years now I've been doing that. Um, but anyway, it was started because uh, uh, a 
uh, parents lost their teenage daughter that went to Force Lake. She left by way of suicide. And so then they started it. And then now two years ago, it was taken over because it just got kind of big and they just kind of got overwhelmed. And so now it's it's taken over. So, but yeah, so it's it's just a good place to be. Great support, you know, so hopefully you can stop on out or you can just go to Stop Out Suicide, uh, I do believe, dot com. And then you can just uh, donate, you know, some money if we would like to do that too, or just check out the uh, the silent auction items and stuff like that. I'm putting a basket together with Nutrisource samples and a leather leash and then a private lesson type thing uh, for them. So anyway, so anyway, so yeah, please give a holler. 651-641-1071. You know, with the time change, noon to two now, you know, the, used to get a lot of calls from four to six. And so the, the calls have kind of slowed down because imagine other people that do, maybe they're out floating in the boat or whatever type thing and don't have their phone with them. But yeah, so please give a holler uh, cat question, dog question. So six five one six four one one zero seven one. All right, and then okay, what animal has the longest lifespan? Okay, you ready? A giant tortoise, a locust, an elephant, or a blue whale? We'll be back. All right, thank you for tuning into the KDK Nine Show. Greatly appreciate it. I got a question. Give a holler. Cat question, dog question, 651-641-1071. What animal has the longest lifespan? Okay, a giant tortoise, a locust, an elephant, or a blue whale? I'm going giant tortoise. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. The lifespan of a giant tortoise is about 150 years, making it the longest living animal on the planet. In captivity, some have tortoises have lived to be 177 years. I can't even fathom that. Can't even fathom yeah. that. Wow. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. All right. So first up, we have Martha. She has a question about a dog nail clipping phobia that her dog has. Oh, that and many other dogs. Hi, Martha. How you doing? Hello. Hi. Good. What kind of pupper do you have? Um, she's a rescue dog. She's about 30 pounds. We think she's some kind of like a hound or a black mouse cur. Oh, okay. Okay. And how long have you had her? Four years. Four years. Okay. So what's going on? She's very smart and sweet, but when we take her to the vet, she freaks and gets kind of mean. Yeah. And so we've had to muzzle her. And she's like that when we try to cut her nails, even at home with us. Okay. And as a result, we haven't been cutting her nails and they're real long and I think they're hurting her now and I just don't know what to do. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs that don't, especially, I don't know why it is with the hound family, that is a, uh, it's kind of a common thread in the hound family. They don't like their okay. feet, they don't like their feet touched unless they're, and even there's dogs, you know, as puppies, you know, the, the owners diligently worked on that and they still have a, a feet phobia. So I just okay. don't, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Well, you kind of answered, well, a little bit whereas, you know, the muzzle. Now, what kind of muzzle are you using? Uh, we just used the one that the vet gave us. It's just kind of a small, I don't... Is it a Velcro-type one? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. And does she is she okay with that, or does she fight that, or what? She fights it. She okay. doesn't like it. Yep. Okay, because see, what you got to do is you got some homework here. Uh, there's a lot of dogs, like I say, that have the nail phobia type thing. And so what you need to do is you need to acclimate them to using a muzzle like it's uh, wearing shoes or a hat or a jacket or anything. The only time that it comes out is you don't want it just when it comes out that, you know, something bad's going to happen to her. And so okay. I would suggest getting a different kind of muzzle so she it's it's new to her. 
you know, instead of the same one. Okay. And yeah. usually you can get like, you know, the cage muzzles that you see, the greyhounds, you know, the wire mm-hmm. ones. Um, you don't mm-hmm. want anything that's too stiff. You want it a little bit pliable. But I mean, because they do have like leather ones out and then like rubber ones out. You want it to, you know, not well, like where it puts a lot of pressure on points on the head, you know, type thing. And so right. then what you're going to do is that you're going to just uh, uh, muscle and then you let her sniff it and give her, you know, I'm not a treat trainer, but this is where a treat's got to come in because she's got to mm-hmm. see that the, the, the muzzle, this muzzle thing is fun. Okay. okay. It's, it's, okay. And it's a game. And so what you're, okay. if you look on YouTube, you know, um, muzzle training, you no know, dogs, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of different ways. And so you got to figure out your dog's personality as far as, cause you want the dog to literally be willing to put his head into the muzzle as you, you know, strap it on. And it may right. take, you know, a couple of weeks, but what you want is that where she, she wears it like, uh, you get up and you walk down the hallway and come back and go, yay, you. And then we take off the muzzle and then, you know, it's like a party and then we have a couple of trees. You know what I mean? Okay. It's got to be a yeah. super happy, happy. And the only time, not the only time when she sees that muzzle is when something bad's going to happen. Now you're going to realign her that when she sees the muzzle is party time. And so that okay. she's happy to do this. And so then, and the, the big thing about nails, everybody wants to get all the nails cut at one time. Okay. And when a dog mm-hmm. has a true phobia, you know, whereas, I mean, it's, it's hair, teeth, and nail. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then the best thing that you can try to do is to do one nail. If you can do a nail a week, great. Right, whereas okay. you like you re, um, you know, have that. Let's say she got her muzzle on, okay, then you got a treat, so she's smelling the treat, and then just try to quick cut one nail, and then yay, party! And then don't okay. be quick to take the muzzle off, you know, kind of do a little dance and have a little fun, and then take the okay. muzzle off, all right. Okay. And so it's it's a it's a journey, but you because my my Zelda, she was you know, Dane and uh, Boxer Mix. And mm-hmm. um, I would lucky. I was lucky to get one nail a week done. All right. Well, then okay. all, of a, all of a sudden, I got, I got, I worked up into getting one paw a week done. Okay. And then you know, and I right. had her for ten years. And it's just you know very. Yeah, they got a little bit long. Now, one thing you got to be mindful of: as they get long, people want to try to cut them all the way back. And then you hit right. that. You quick. can't do that. You can't. You, it's got to be baby steps. You just got to tip the nail, and then yep. get that uh, quick to recede. Okay. Okay. But so what you okay. just want to do is just it's going to be a party and uh, and the more you can change it up so it's not always exactly the same you know it's the the best way to like when you put the muzzle on and then maybe you go outside to the, get the mail and then come back in and oh yay you know okay. so the whole thing that so they that the dog doesn't equate it with one particular thing Okay. Okay. And so Got then it, it should, but the whole thing is to make it to be a party and just happy, happy. So then the dog is like, because you can see that with the muzzle on the dog, he looks very, whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. But he doesn't know. It's like wearing a hat or wearing shoes or wearing a jacket. Yeah, and right. and yeah. that's what you want to, and that's what you want to do is portray that. Too many people come at the dog like, you know, they try to slam it on. Yeah, and then may, you'll get it on maybe five six times, but then the dog gets fit, you know wise, and they get fast, yeah. and then all of a yeah. sudden it's it's all man, it just gets crazy, and so that's yeah. so I just start over with a different kind of muzzle and just make it just a happy happy like a party time, okay? Okay, I can't wait. We're gonna have a lot of parties at my house. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, keep me posted, okay? Great. Thank okay. you very much, Katie. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Right. Yeah, the nail trimming, uh, there's sometimes you have to tag team them. Somebody's got a treat in one hand, and then you just clip one nail, and party time! Because there's so, because usually what happens when a dog has an aversion to getting their nails clipped is because somebody has hit the quick. And it's like you cutting your toenails or do your fingernails too short, it hurts, it's tender. And they equate that, and then all of a sudden it's like, you ain't touching that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. So that's why it's important that you look at the side of the nail and then tip it. You'll, you'll see a hook that hooks down. You only want to take the hook. I don't care how long the nail is. Eventually, you'll be able to work the nail back, okay? But the thing is, is if you try to do it and you get that quick, boy, I'll tell you, you ain't going to do it again. It's going to be all heck. And... If your dog is really, really nuts about, then let somebody else be, like, take them to the vet or to the groomer and just do one paw, all right? And then maybe we next week we'll bring them to the vet or to the groomer, and they'll do the other. Let the other people be the bad guys. But in the meantime, you're doing your homework with, you know, the muzzle and the whole kit and caboodle and such like that. So, like I said, don't waste your time and building where the dog starts getting worried about you, that you're coming after them, and then, boy, you touch the paws and all. Um, yes. So you let somebody else be the bad guy when it comes to cutting nails if your dog really has an aversion. Or, like I say, what we just talked about, you content to do one nail a week, get them acclimated to a muzzle, and just kind of go from there. Okay, who's up? All right, we have uh, Stephanie with a pancreatitis uh, question regarding her uh, dog. All right. Hi, Stephanie. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, good. So what's going on? Uh, so we have a 12-year-old um, Maltese Yorkie mix. Okay. And she was diagnosed with pancreatitis a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And we have her on the Hill uh, yeah, I know what you're diet, about. diet mm-hmm. so like prescription diet mm-hmm. that was recommended. Yep. Uh, low fat. Right. And um, lately she just seems to be having more flare-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're you know, really good about making sure she doesn't get any people food. And um, and I, I don't know. We're thinking that so when she has flare-ups, then we switch to boiled chicken and sweet potatoes and white rice, and she seems to um, bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the last time that we had her in, when she had a flare-up, it was a really bad one, and her kidney, um, you know, they did blood work, and her kidney levels looked like they were being affected as well as far as the kidney function. And mm-hmm. so we're just wondering, um, I guess, like what the best food, if we're giving her the best food, if we should try something different, <laughs> um, just anything to avoid yep. flare-ups and so, or to yeah. help her out. And, and diet is huge here with pancreatitis. And obviously with pancreatitis, fat is your enemy. Okay. And so, uh-huh. um, yeah. And so that's why um, I wish Dr. Jess would have been here today. Uh, she'll pro- hopefully be here next week because then you could ask her this because that would be, uh, from what I've learned from Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, you know, there's some supplements you need to do- get her on, you know, for like hip hepatic uh, as support, you know, kidney support. Uh, that's what uh-huh. I've got my Gilligan on. It's, uh, you know, because he's um, in congestive heart failure and the meds that he's on is hard in his kidneys. So I've got other, you know, like the stuff from Standard Process that I, I give him to help support, you know, he's got stuff for his kidneys, he's got stuff for his heart, you know, stuff like that. And so that you've got to get into, you know, supporting overall, not just, you know, the, that science diet stuff. Yes. And so the thing is, is that, okay, but this is my dog. Have you Googled it, <laughs> pancreatitis and dogs' natural ways to work with it? Uh, a little bit I did yesterday. Okay. And they talked about different, uh, like different supplements mm-hmm. that she could take. Mm-hmm. I think bilberry was one. Mm-hmm. Um, dandelion root oh, was dandelion's another huge. one. Yep, dandelion's huge. Uh, probiotic, yep. prebiotic. Yep. 
And see, this is all what uh-huh. you need. You need to, you know, be the advocate for the dog. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge, you know, un- when, a, when a dog is starting to crash, then we got, I want to go into the holistic side, you know, as far as yeah. through diet, through supplements and such like that. And so yeah. that's why um, I, myself, I would, you know, just stay with, you know, um, you know, the low fats, you know, like chicken, turkey, you know, such like that. Mm-hmm. Stay away from pork. Uh, I would do the sweet potatoes, any kind of squash. Rice is hard, uh, high in starch. Okay, so that's why I would, that'd be very, you know, brown rice is better than white rice. But anyway, why don't you hold okay. on? Yeah, why don't you hold on and let's discuss this a little bit more. Give you some more avenues, okay? So hold on a sec. Okay. okay. What is the only animal capable of true flight? A flying squirrel, an ocelot, a bat, or a hummingbird? We'll be back. All right. Thanks for staying with the Katie Canine Show. Spending your Sunday afternoon. I'm your nooner. What is the only mammal capable of true flight? A flying squirrel, an ocelot, a bat, or a hummingbird? Uh, a bat. Ding, ding, ding. Bats are the only mammal cap- capable of true flight. A bat's wings could stretch out very much like a human hand with extremely elongated fingers and membranes stretched between. Bats can be found almost anywhere in the world except for in extreme temperatures such as polar regions and deserts. There's about a thousand species of bats worldwide waging in, waging, yeah, ranging in size from less than an inch to almost six feet. Many species of bats are considered endangered. Can you imagine a six-foot bat? I yeah, think I, I would could. pee my pants. But anyway, I'm I'm all for bats. I love my bats because they take care of a lot of insects. So anyway, okay, let's go back. There we go. Are we there? What? I am. Oh, there you go. Hello. Yep, there you go. There you go. Okay, so now the thing is, is that what I would do is that uh, there's uh, there's different like I'm, I'm not an online where you know make my whole decisions and what I find online. Okay, sure. but you've got to do some fact finding here, and then what you need to do is hopefully um, the next Sunday, and you know Dr. Jess will be here, the holistic vet, and she'll uh-huh. be able to give you. You can contact her. You can go to uh, holistic dash vet dash care dot com and just see if she's got some time to. You know, you can say that you called the show. And otherwise, if we can't get a hold of her this week, like I said, hopefully next week she'll be here. And anyway, because that's the thing is that you've got you got to tweak the diet. You need supplements to help the kidneys and the liver and everybody go, you know, all of it go through it. Uh-huh. And so, and there's there's a lot of chat rooms that other people that have, you know, had pancreatitis in their dogs, all right, uh-huh. and then things that they've found out to help, you know, make the help the dog live longer, be in better health, and such like that. So it's okay. out there, but you got to do some search, you know, some fact finding. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you could try uh, primalpooch.com. Okay, it's it's what about that again, primal primalpooch.com. Okay. And it's about how to feed your dog, you know, you know, people food and such like that. And the thing is that I know you can ask her questions and you might want to there, you know, instead of a question that my dog has pancreatitis, what do you think what route do you think would be, a, you know, start gathering information. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then you got to set up your program and the standard process. I know uh, Dr. Jess will send you to, you know, for as far as more support. Uh, I would get on a probiotic, a digestive enzyme. That's a, that's a given. All right. And okay. uh, and so that, that there's a lot of little things that you got to do to perk the system up. And then obviously, like I said, with pancreatitis, it doesn't hold fat well. And so that's why you want right. to make sure everything's low fat. 
it is what the, you know, but not too low because they do need fat, just like we need some fat. All right. Right. So it's not to right. eliminate it. It's that the thing is, but so like I say, as far as that, I'd be more comfortable with Dr. Jess guiding you. You know, with this, uh-huh. and then you going okay. out there and looking, uh, you know, just get into some chat rooms or something like that of other people. You know, Google other people that have uh, pancreatitis and small dogs, and see what okay. comes up. And so, because it, it's a more, it's more pronounced in smaller dogs than it is uh, bigger dogs in in uh, having pancreatitis problems, right? Yes, I I kind of um, found that out as well, just yep. looking online and reading up about it. It sounds like it's more. Yep, and small dog. It, right, and then sometimes what part of me thinks is that unfortunately um, a lot of small dogs get to be rotund, too fat, and then they're mm-hmm. going to wind up getting pancreatitis. Um, also, okay. too, what happens is that um, so if your dog is overweight, you want to get that weight off ASAP, and then also too, so, yeah, the vet said she's at a healthy weight. Good, she's okay, always been at a healthy oh, weight. Oh, good, so good, 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 good. I'm happy about that. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and so, um, uh, and see, like pork has been allowed into the food industry, pet, ind- pet food industry, um, yes. I think the last five years. And I worry about pork. Now, there's no studies or anything out there, but we as humans are not supposed to eat a lot of pork. Okay. We can't, we shouldn't eat pork every day. Right. And so mm-hmm. the thing is, is that, you know, people, not many people rotate like I do. I feed one thing today, the next thing, another thing tomorrow, blah, blah. And so sure. if some of the, a lot of these foods now have pork in them. And so that I will, I worry about pancreatitis happening because he's being fed on a regular basis. You know what I mean? So this is no, just me. Sure. This is just me kind of, you know, thinking, whereas if you don't rotate it, and, and a, a cooked pork that is like in processed food is different than a raw pork. All right, the way the body deals with mm-hmm. it. And so, like mm-hmm. I said, so that that's what I worry about in the pet industry is that, you know, people that are feeding, they're not paying attention to what's in their food. Because it may not say pork, but pork is in there. It's kind of the new chicken. It's a way to um, boost up the protein levels, you know. And so that's sure. why in some, every dog is different, just like with humans. You know, there's some people who eat bacon every day and, and never skip a beat. And then all of a sudden there's some mm-hmm. people that it's like, oh, not good, not good. <laughs> And so sure, that's why yeah. you got to look at the overall, but that primal pooch, see if you can go there and maybe she can help you. And then, like I say, Dr. Levy, now next week, hopefully she'll be here. Or you could try, you know, go and, you know, email her and say you call me today. And so just it gives it's like some ideas or fact finding. You know what I mean? You want to figure out what you can do best for this because she seems to be, um, you know, crashing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I appreciate your help today. Good. Thank yeah, you. and what you find out, please, you know, pass on. That's how we learn. We learn from each other, you know. Sure. So that's the whole thing. Unfortunately, I'm not good at fact finding. I see, I got a couple of girlfriends that are like whizzes on the computer, and so I'll mm-hmm. say, okay, they, I need some facts or some links, and so they'll go and they'll send me all the links because I just I cannot fact find on the computer. I wind up places where it's like, what does this have anything to do with what I started out with? <laughs> yeah, I can take you down a hole. Oh, oh, you got that. <laughs> No, I know it. Sorry, but that's what your mission is now, though, is to don't just rely on the conventional doctors. You know, get out mm-hmm. there, look up, and the, but I definitely would get her on a probiotic, a digestive enzyme. You know, obviously you got to watch the fat. Um, I would do more uh, uh, sweet potatoes, pumpkin, squash. Uh, you know, like spaghetti okay. squat, you know, that is cooked. Less rice, because rice is harder for them, you know, because it's high in the starch. And if you're going to use any rice, use brown rice. It's a little bit, it's not mm-hmm. as starchy as the white rice, okay? And so, okay. Uh, and then veggies, uh, but there, there again, like I said, you go out there and start. There's other people out there that's going every, through everything that you're going through, and they've learned, and hopefully they'll share, okay? 
sure. Okay. Okay. Good All luck. All right. Sounds good. Take Thank care. you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Geez, I wish Dr. Jess was going to be here today because that would have been perfect for her to answer. Oh, well, it is what it is. Okay, where are we at? Who's up? All right, so we have Bob on the line here asking about uh, dog sitting, introing, uh, I guess, dog sitting into uh, already two, a couple homed cats. All righty then, we'll see. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. So what's up? Well, we have um, two cats in our house, and in about a month, we are going to be uh, dog-sitting for a friend. Okay. So I was curious if you had any advice on how to introduce a dog to our our house for, it's just like 10 days. Okay. Um, has your do- cats been around dogs before? I know one of them has, because when I picked her up like seven years ago from the foster, I watched her smack a dog in the face because <laughs> okay. it got too close. All righty then. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't care um, for him. The, nope. the other one's a little more skittish and is, is fine hiding under couches when things when she doesn't like things, but okay. and then they, now, they both have all their all their weapons. Okay. Now, um, the dog that you're going to be uh, babysitting, dog sitting, yep. uh, what kind of dog is that? Um, Kind of a mutt. I mean, what's how many pounds? Yeah. Uh, 50 or 60. Oh, my. A big dog. And, big dog. Yeah. It's probably got some. They, yeah, they don't really know. Okay. And so then kind now, of young, under a year, like six months to a year. Okay. And then now, has that dog seen cats before? Uh, they're, they're not sure. Okay. 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 I was hoping it would be a smaller dog. It would be, be easier. Right. <laughs> First of all, your cats are going to, especially the one that's kind of flighty. Yeah, you probably won't see that cat for 10 days. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, the better thing to do that I try to get people to do is like, okay, you uh, bring the dog over and put it in a dog kennel. Hopefully it's it's kennel. Mm-hmm. It, it's, is, it, it, is it kennel? Act- it is crate train nice yeah. excellent so then what you do yeah. is you bring the dog over put the crate train and put it you know like in the living room or whatever type thing and then just let the cats kind of come up and sniff and try to do this if you got time you know like a two three weeks a month before you're going to actually have the dog you know what i mean mm-hmm. that so you just uh, like hopefully maybe if you can the more you can do it the better Whereas, so the cats can come and, you know, sniff and such like that. And see, what's, what gets cats into trouble is when they run, all right? That's the, the, yep. the prey drive and the dog is like, gotcha. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what you want to make sure that it, when uh, when the, it, the when it comes time for the stay, that number one, you're going to use that kennel when you don't have time to pay attention. When the dog is out of the kennel, then I would keep him on a leash. And then, like, you teach mm-hmm. him, like, when he, his ears go up, like, you know, cat, ah, 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 leave it, that's enough, ah. Leave it. Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right. Mm-hmm. And then now uh, when you're going to go out, you know, go for walks or whatever type thing, that's that's good. But then when you come back in, then, you know, put the dog back in the kennel. But that's um, uh, that's what you're going to have to do to make sure that everybody stays safe. Because the one cat okay. smacked him, you know, smacked a dog. It tells me that, yeah, he's not too enthralled and, and that, you know, he, and some dogs that they get smacked, they'll run with the tail between the legs and just stay far away. Other dogs mm-hmm. will take them as a challenge like, you did what to me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so that's why you want to make sure that you have, um, you know, like, do they use a training collar of sorts at all with the dog? 
I, I don't know those details. We've been texting a little bit, trying to get more of those. But Okay, because that's what you want to be able to do is be able to, you know, because you don't want to find yourself like literally the dog is like straining and you're pulling back, you know, like right. to try to keep the dog away from the cat, you know, type thing. But by yeah. like I said, the whole thing is, is by using that, you know, the, the kennel. And if you could do it a couple times before he even arrives so that it's not just all of a sudden he disappears and then there it is. But the whole thing okay. is, is that you're going to have to set up your regimen, you know, what you're going to, uh, you know, make sure the dog is on a leash so you keep your cat safe. But like I said, the, the scared of cat one, you probably won't even see. Maybe at night you might. <laughs> but right. uh, and then um, and then at night, obviously, and when you go somewhere, obviously the dog is going to be in, you know, in the kennel. Now, what kind of kennel? Is it all wire type or plastic? Uh, it's a plastic. Plastic. Good, 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 good. And so uh, now... It's it depends because also too now let's say you got to leave and he's in his kennel you know and a cat comes and decides he wants to bug him what we don't want mm-hmm. is that maybe the dog can get out of the kennel so maybe you might right. want to like you put the dog in a bedroom and shut the door so you don't have to, any incidences while you're not there so you just got to kind of look mean, at the overall yeah. picture and so to keep everybody safe okay yeah. okay does that yeah. help you at all yeah that yeah that's I, I, I was kind of on those those uh, lines. Yeah, good, good. From listening to you in the past. So okay, okay. I yep. just wanted to re- reassure and make sure there wasn't anything I missed, like yep. the training collar and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. Because that now you know you could try the Star Mark collar, you know, on the dog. Uh, you'd want to get the large one, and you can get that online. Mm-hmm. And anyway, because that's the whole thing. You do, you want something that you know if the dog you know looks, you can give it a pop. Ah, uh, because you just yeah. don't want to be restraining the dog. Okay, and right. so then that all of a sudden you're going to have upper body strength. <laughs> and so yep. it's like, wow, look at this, He's sixty pounds. There, yeah, I know it. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's the whole thing. So that everybody cool. stays safe. The dog stays safe. The cat stays safe, and everything. And the cats might want to just be in your bedroom at night. You know, with the door closed. Yeah. So, you know, so I feel I feel safe with here with being with with dad. But and then, then that big thing is out there. <laughs> so yep. And we we have a, a spare room. We can keep the crate and close that when. We're not around, so that's, nice. yeah, that looks And then that also, you know, yeah, and then the thing is, though, with the person, ask them what their words are, too. Like, okay, is it when they want the dog to go in the kennel? Is it kennel? Is it crate? What's what's the word? Uh, if they What's yep. the word? Like, if they're going to go potty, you're going to go potty with the dog? What's the word? Is it get busy, go potty, whatever? Uh, when the dog gets away, I mean, is the word come? Put, figure, is it with sit means sit, down mean, you know, if the dog jumps on you, what does, you know, do you say off or do you say yep. down? And so that's what you want to do is make... Make sure you write a list so that you're on the same wavelength, okay? The, the vocab, the same. Okay. Okay. So, yep. So, that you, can, so yeah. you can Thank operate you so the dog. Okay, kid. Good luck. Take care. All right. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Alrighty then. I got one over. His, my, oh, no, no, no. My t- computer's going stupid here. What is the smallest mammal in the world? No, you're not going to find that out. Okay, the computer being stupid. So, so we're going to go dumb diet joke, okay? What can you serve but never eat? What can you serve but never eat? We'll be back. All right, thanks for staying with us. All right, what can you serve but never eat? I have to think long and hard about this one. Um, shellfish? <laughs> uh, no. What can you serve but never eat? A tennis ball. Oh, true. That is and true. so is a ping pong ball. It's you very, serve that too. It's very apropos there for our, uh, our 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 show today. There you go. You bet. You bet. Okay, who's up to to bat here? 
All right, so we got Ginny on the line asking about uh, a cat intro question since she's been on uh, previously before, and she was just wondering uh, kind of a, a follow-up with that Okay, one. sounds good. Hi, Ginny, how you doing? Hi. Hi. So what's going on? Uh, um, I've talked to you before about my two cats, the one cat in the back bedroom. Yep. Um, Heidi and Heidi and Deidre. Okay. Um, I tried, as you suggested, to put Heidi in the cage, um, the cat kennel carrier. Yep. Uh, she doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a screen door. Um, and as you suggested, I had the two cats, um, eating by each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like the closest they were like four feet apart. Okay. Um, okay. So yesterday I had at, in two different situations, the one cat hissed at the other one and then the other one hissed at the other one, the two situations. Okay. And I'm just wondering at what point I can try to put them together again um since the cage i don't think or the kennel is gonna not work (laughs) yeah because you see when you when people use kennels for cats you got to first get them used for kennel because they're they're gonna go you know bonkers if they go in there if they've never been in one okay but okay so you got the screen door so one cat's on one side in the room right and the other cat's in the other big room now do you ever see them uh like sitting by each other you know i mean like one's you know i mean kind of by the door just kind of hanging out you ever see that um, no, they're, they're still afraid of each other. Okay. Okay. So they're not, okay. So now when you go to feed them, they read the screen port or door there. Okay. So they're, they're like four feet apart. And then what happens? They will eat at the same time or not? They will eat at the same time. Okay. That's good. And then what happens after they get done eating? Do they run or do they just kind of hang out and clean or what? Uh, Deidre, the one who has run of the whole house, she, um, doesn't seem to be, to be, like to be down there unless I'm down there. So it's like I have to stand there while she eats. Okay. 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 Which is crazy, but. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's like, you know, it's, your mom's got to join in in the situation, too. Okay. But you just, you never see them like, uh, like, dear door that going down there and just kind of hanging out by the door. I do not. No. Okay. Uh, because, see, that's what we want is we want okay. be able where they're kind of like, you know, they're tolerating. You know, where they're, you know, where they're seen, you know, even if they're eight feet apart, you know, but at least they're kind of like, you know, they can see each other. You know what I mean? And and, uh, because if they're totally ignoring each other, it's still not right yet. You know, whereas uh, for them to, you know, without having, you know, know, a a problem. So, you know, like I say, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. Okay. All right. Okay. I, yep. I know that, but if you could try to get the uh, scaredy or one of them, you know, acclimated to a kennel, or have you changed? Okay, let me ask this question. Okay, have you changed them up? Have you brought put Deirdre in the other cat's room, and then the other cat let that one be out into the house? Have you done that? Um, Heidi, um, the one downstairs in the back bedroom. Yep. She'll walk out a few steps, and then she runs back. Okay. Okay. She's afraid she's going to encounter Deidre. Right, right. Okay, can you put Deidre in, okay, another room and then let, uh, because what what has to happen is that that each one can explore the other's uh, 
where they're at, okay? Like, the, okay, the little room that Heidi's in, that Deirdre can go in there and has to be able to hang out, get her smell in there and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, get to, and then D- Heidi gets to come out and just kind of investigate, you know, where Deirdre is. All right. That's what we want to try to do. Is okay. we, even if it's for like five minutes, you know, I mean, the whole thing is in their smell is getting into each other's territory. Okay. All right. And so that's what I would try to do so that they can, you know, investigate. And obviously that small room is a lot easier to investigate than it is the whole house. And so, like I say, Heidi, being that she's nervous and worried, then maybe the, if there's a room or a place that um, Deirdre spends a lot of time in, try to walk her there and pet her and, and set her down and just kind of pet her and, you know, just try to help her relax. All right. Does that make sense? That's, that's going to be a challenge. <laughs> okay. But, you know, just try. That's what we got to do. You got to try to get them more comfortable in each other's situation so that eventually they, they will be relaxed and then they can be put into each other's situation. All right. Okay, so I shouldn't close the door on Heidi um, uh, so that she can't run back into the bedroom. That would be a bad idea, correct? Right. You want her to be able to investigate the house. But, I mean, obviously she's scared de- to death of the whole house, right? So, like yeah. I say, try to bring her to maybe uh, just, uh, you know, eight, 20 feet away from where her room is. Sit down okay. and pet her. And then yeah. put her down. And let's say then she can smell a little bit, but she runs to the door. You know, don't be in a hurry because now you got to take Deirdre out because Deirdre been in there, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you got to rotate it, but you just, you just got to be the the calming force. Hey, we can do this. We, we got this. We can handle this. You know, just be very calming. So good things happen to her when she's out of her room. Okay. 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 So give that a shot. All right. Okay. okay, I have seen growth, so thank you very much. Okay, good, good. <laughs> yep. Okay, okay, kiddo, Thanks. take care. Bye, bye. All right, you know, God, getting cats to, especially the, I don't know if you guys remember uh, the one cat kind of got, you know, smacked the other uh, Heidi, and Heidi got scared, and so now she doesn't want anything to do with the other cat. So, like I say, in there, you remember cats are they live in colonies, but they they're independent. They <coughs> will tolerate other people or other cats in their colony. And that's why, like, in downtown Minneapolis or whatever, like, um, when Minsnap will go into a colony of cats and they fix them all. And so, but no other cats will join that colony, and the colony gets smaller and smaller. So, it's it's crazy. Okay, let's see. What is the what is the gestation of a blue whale? Two years, six months, 12 months, or 18 months? We'll be back.